You're listening to The Evening Sacrifice. Be blessed as you listen. Oh, Father, we just thank you again this evening. We bless your holy name. Thank you for, you woke us up this morning and you allowed us to engage in the day's activities. Now the sun has set, it's evening time. We release every man that has offended us. We release everyone we have. We ask for forgiveness from anyone we have offended. We ask first from you, oh God. And we ask from them in our hearts, Lord. Hallelujah. And if we, it is required, Lord, we will meet them to seek forgiveness. And Lord, we ask that you cleanse us from every sin. Every, in any way we have offended you today, Father. Cleanse us. Wash us of our sins with your own blood, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. First Corinthians chapter 4. We're in chapter 4 now. Verse 1 says, Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Now, this is Paul talking to the Corinthian church. Don't forget he planted this church and reports came back to him about the worldliness that was in the church, the kind of life they were living, the kind of things happening in the church. Now, this is something that is missing in the body of Christ today. Most local churches, most assemblies are a God to themselves. There's no proper spiritual fathering in the land where people, congregation, churches are held accountable, can be accountable to someone it is so wrong. Paul um, held the Corinthian church accountable, ensured that you know he corrected them, rebuked them, and brought judgment to what they were doing. This is very important in the body. I pray that all of us are able to reconsider how we're running our ministries and ensure that there is eldership or fatherhood that is able to bring correction <sighs> never be a law to yourself as a minister of the gospel hallelujah all right let's continue let a man so account of us as of ministers of christ and stewards of the mysteries of god so paul is saying when you look at us see we are ministers of christ and we are the custodians, we are the stewards, we administer the mysteries of God. There are mysteries in God. Now these men spent years, when Paul first received the gospel, Bible says according to the scriptures, he went to Arabia for 14 years. 14 years he was laboring in the scriptures. Laboring, which scriptures were those? The law and the prophets, the Old Testament. At the time when they, when they began to minister, there was no New Testament, don't forget. There was no Matthew from Matthew right to Revelations was not written. All that they preached was what they read, the interpretation of the Holy Spirit. The, the Holy Spirit gave to them from the prophets, from the law, and from the Psalms. And that's why it's important when we kick against knowledge from the Old Testament. Let's let's divide divide it correctly. The customs, the traditions, the rituals, and the rudiments of the law was done away with. But the scripture, the nature of God, the character of God, and the prophetic writings of God 
has never been done away with. It's what these are things that Paul interpreted. All the instructions of righteousness captured in the epistles were written from the Old Testament. Praise the Lord. So these men were the custodians of these mysteries of God. It is because of them, their writings, that we are able to understand the Bible today. Without the New Testament, you have no clue what the Bible is saying. Hallelujah. You say, but with me, moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. This is a critical statement. Recently, at a prayer meeting with some of my sisters, we began to repent of unfaithfulness. Many of us are unfaithful. How does God count faithfulness? It's not by partial obedience, it's by full obedience. And we see sometimes in our lives we make commitments to God. We're not faithful to, to fulfill it. We're not faithful to keep it. And God wants us to repent. It is required of stewards. Are you a servant of God? Are you laboring to be a servant of God? It is required that you are found faithful. Are you a child of God? It is required that you are found faithful. Hallelujah. Hmm. He said, but with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judge of you or of man's judgment. Yea, I judge not my own self. For I know nothing by myself, yet am I not hereby justified. But he that judgeth me is the Lord. Therefore, judge nothing before the time. Hallelujah. Now, these are all offshoots of the... Um, division in their midst. I am I am of Paul. No, I don't want Paul. I am of Apollos. And this is why I don't want Paul because he's this and this and that. He's this and this and that. He's like this and like this and like that. <laughs> Praise God. And Paul is saying, stop that. We are missed. We are custodians. We are the stewards of the mysteries of, of, of God. Hallelujah. Verse 5 says, Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the heart. So you can't say now that a man is, um, is going to sit next to Jesus Christ in eternity or that a man is going to go to hell or that this man is going to, you know, attain to be this and this and that. No, 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 no. That judgment is for the Lord. And it's, it's not time to judge it yet. It will be judged at the end of a man's life. Because anything can happen in between. Praise the Lord. So Paul is saying, don't judge before time. Wait. And when God comes, there are other things that you and I don't see. What are those things? The things hidden in a man's heart. The thoughts of men. The motives of men. Why they do what they do. Hmm. Then shall every man have praise of God. Verse 6 says, And these things, brethren, I have in a figure transferred to myself and to Apollos for your sakes, that you might learn in us not to think of men above that which is written, that no one of you be puffed up against another. Hallelujah. So what is he saying here? He says that, what he's saying here is that these things I have written, okay, all the things I have been talking about, all the things Paul has been talking about, that he has you know, applied it to himself and to Apollos, right? Okay? And they have humbled themselves before you, before the Corinthian church. Praise God. So that, because of them, for their sake, so that they will not think of them 
and no one will think of any man more highly than he ought to think. Praise God. Look at that. That you might learn in us not to think of men above that which is written. You know, a lot of times congregants think of their leaders, almost think of their leaders as if they are gods. I was sharing the other day and I said, I heard a man talking about his pastor and he said, I wish, it's as if I should worship him. In fact, I wish I can worship him. And I was ashamed. I wanted to run away. That's idolatry. Now, many believers have exalted their, their leaders to a place of, of worship in their hearts and they have become idols. Now, as much as we must honor and give double honor to our leaders, but they must never be placed above men. Praise God. They must never be placed above men. Okay, and you must never think of him more highly. In fact, what you need to do for your leaders on a daily basis to pray for them. Father, hedge them around. Hedge your life around them. Hedge your mercy around them. Do not allow them to fall. Do not allow them to make mistakes. Do not allow them to be overtaken by the enemy. Praise God. Now, when you pray for them consistently, God will help you to keep your heart in the right place towards them. Okay? Hallelujah. Verse 7 says, For who maketh thee to differ from one another? And what hast thou that you did not receive? Now, if you did not receive it, why do you glory as if you have not received it? Hallelujah. I, I want to stop here um, because of the subsequent verses are going into other thoughts. Hallelujah. So in closing, God doesn't want us to think of men more highly than we ought to. God doesn't want us to bring division into his body. God doesn't want us to bring division into the local assembly. God doesn't want us to be over-exalted. And God doesn't want you to exalt yourself above measure also. Hallelujah. Praise God. The message you just heard was from the Evening Sacrifice by Chinira Isibor from Kebidula Ministries. For other ministrations like Open Book, Preparing His Bride, and more, visit kvadulu.org. God bless you.